Welcome to the Tough Podcast here with my buddy Lucas, the Ultimate Football Fan Podcast, doing power ranking 17 through 32. Lucas, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing really good. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, it's a little early, but uh, by the time you hear this, you'll probably be getting off work or something like that. <laughs> but uh, let's get right into it. Um, jumping off at number 17, Lucas. Who do you oh, got? Is it we got we got some news. Oh yeah, yeah. Break down the news for us. <laughs> All right, so we got some uh, league news that uh, we're gonna go over for that happened over the past week. So we'll start things off with uh, this one right here. Uh, we got the Chiefs Pro Bowl defensive end Frank Clark allegedly possessing a Uzi arrested for that, and um, I don't know. This is just a weird story. I mean, whenever I hear about. Um, a player with a gun. I always think about Plexico Burris, and we got two, two stories about um, players with weapon-related stories this week. So we'll get to that. But first, Frank Clark. I don't know why you need an Uzi. This is like his second time being arrested for having a weapon that's not in, uh, that's not registered to him. And it's like, I don't know what you're doing. Uh, like why you already got caught up for this one time, so you're just making it harder for yourself. And um. I don't know. I, I mean, whenever I think about, the, like I said, I think about Plexico Burris and he shot himself and he got arrested for that. So like that's like a double whammy. So I think that should have been like the lesson, you know, to all players back then. Yet we're still I don't know, having gun problems. Yeah, um, my boy's living in Grand Theft Auto, dog. Like uh, and allegedly, like, was it like a Lego gun or something like that or something? Um, I don't know, but uh <laughs> uh, we'll see where this what goes. do you mean a lego gun like yeah was it like a uzi or was it like a like it said allegedly so i'm trying to make a joke you know like, oh, was it, like is it was it made out of legos like you know uh but yeah uh my guy get it together he's in our division so i mean he's a great player too so like, mm-hmm. he's, yeah, he's a big player for their defense so um i don't know <laughs> i don't know if we could get in trouble for that like suspended it'll help us out though yeah i, I mean that's a big boy felony mm-hmm Having to go, yeah, without a risk, yeah, that's bad. What else we got? All right, so we got also coming out this week is Carl Nassib becomes the first active NFL player to come out as gay. Um, I thought Michael Sam was the first player, but I guess that Michael Sam wasn't really on an active roster. So shout out to Carl Nassib becoming the first one to be on the team. But, I mean, first one to be out. Uh, Warren Moon tweeted out apparently that there are a lot of gay teammates that he's had, and obviously none of them came out. So this is good first step for uh, the NFL as far as finally getting people to be comfortable with who they are. And uh, we always talk about mental health. So this is going to be good. I, I mean, he's in our division as well. This is a Raider. We're talking about AFC West, I guess. And I don't know if he starts playing a lot better because he's finally accepting who he is. I'm going to be a little bit uh, not upset at him, but, you know, I mean, that's going to be a problem. No, yeah, he did it because it's Pride Month and um, there's a lot of support everywhere it was crazy and that's awesome you know normalizing that in a sport you know because it's so there's so much masculinity in it and like feeling suck football 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 you know like so i'm glad he came out and like he could still be gay and play football um so i just hope he doesn't get bashed for it and um i think he yeah mentally he'll probably be better so uh good for him all right moving on to the next um, I guess we are sticking with the AFC West, but this is a cool story that I like. It is uh, Travis Kelsey and uh, Greg Olson, along with George Kittle, they started their own tight end university. It's like a tight end minicamp, and they, they described it as something where, like, they're all going to hang out, just train, and uh, like just build camaraderie. And I think that's really cool that uh, the top players in the game and throughout the game's history – are coming together to make a tight end mini camp. I think that was a pretty cool story. Uh, yeah, they also didn't invite Tim Tebow. <laughs> I heard about that. That was cool. But yeah, I I've seen. I don't know if it was a meme. I follow too much NFL accounts. I don't know which one's real or not. I follow like super late NFL news accounts, like, and they'll be posting late. I don't know. Well, was, I that some... was that real? Was that real? I I think so. I think it was pretty credible. Like they didn't invite Tim Tebow. <laughs> I was like, yikes. But we'll see. Was pretty funny, and then the last story we got for the week: Vikings rookie defensive tackle Jalen Twyman 
Expected to make a full recovery after being shot four times. What the hell? He's on his 50 cent shit. Uh, he was shot, he was shot four times and they were called, they were described as superficial exit wounds. So it's nothing serious. I mean, getting shot is serious, but like not life threatening. And I guess he was just in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was visiting his auntie in DC and uh, I guess he was shot in the car. That's, that's pretty damn crazy. Yeah, he got shot in the arm, leg, butt, and thigh or something like that. Like, goddamn, like, that's a hell of a war story to just survive getting shot four times. He's on that little Wayne shit, on the 50 Cent shit. Um, yeah, oh, he's full recovering. He says not going to um, stop stop him from the availability in the NFL season. So good for him, man. I mean, he's going to have a cool war story, you know? So Yeah, he's already been through some shit. So, well, yeah. damn. All right, so we're going to go into the power rankings, 17 through 32. So I had the odds, and David had the evens. So starting off at number 17, we have, drumroll, the Arizona Cardinals. And so the Arizona Cardinals last year was a a nice team on offense, and D-Hop, and uh, they were just unstoppable. We saw that one, what was it, that Hail Mary. And so when I think of this team, though, I think of their offseason acquisition. I think of J.J. Watt. I think of Zayvon Collins because I think this defense is going to have to step up big. Also looking at second-year Isaiah Simmons to finally get a lot more uh, impact plays in there. And their secondary, Malcolm Butler had an okay year last year, four interceptions, but I, I, that's still a lot of questions there. But I'm still looking at this um, J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, and this linebacking group to really step it up big for this team because – uh, they were not good among this defensive side, and, and that's what's really holding them back. That's what got them this uh, 17th ranking, power ranking. And so let's uh, also bring up their defensive stats here. And you could just see um, rushing the ball, rushing defense, sorry, uh, they were around the 21st. I mean, you take a look at 125.5 rushing yards given up per game. I mean, that, that's 21st in the league, and, and uh, they didn't give up too many rushing touchdowns, but it also is because they're – Passing defense wasn't the greatest either. But what was surprising to me was the fact that their sack percentage, their fifth best in the league. And I think they could really build upon that with an addition of J.J. Watt. I know he's getting older and up there in age, but I still think he got it. He still has uh, some some left in the gas tank. And I really do like Zayvon Collins. He needs to you know chill with the driving, though. He got uh, arrested for reckless driving just yeah. the other day. But Besides that, those are the two main guys that I really think of to step it up big for this team. I mean, their defense just needs to step it up and help their offense out a little bit more. I do have concerns about their um, rushing offense, though, because Chase Edmonds and how much is James Conner going to be uh, the James Conner we want him to be. A lot of their rushing stats last year just came from Kyler Murray on the ground running. And you're also – that's your team you're supporting this year for the yes, draft. Yes, you're right, yeah. Sugar free is it? What is it? Sugar free cards. Sugar free cards. Yeah. Yeah. Sugar free cards right here. Our boy. Um. Our teams actually face off. I'm a Jaguars fan. I think week three. So um, we're gonna be betting something. I don't know. But yeah, Cardinals. They 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 did great from the first half, coming out of the gate yeah. strong, and then they they lost. They lost like crazy amount, like six in a row, maybe like that. They won their first five, lost the last six or something like that. Um, JJ Watt, I think will be a big part of that defense. I know he's getting older and. You know, but every time I think of JJ Wahar, I start doubting him. I just remember him having that broken nose, almost fought the trainer for touching him, and he was just <laughs> in like he was ready to go. And Chase Edmonds, I wish Kenyon Drake stayed, but I think Chase Edmonds, um, I'm on, I'm on that train. Uh, give me a ticket. I'm on that train. James Conner, I think will be a good RB two in that offense. Uh, he obviously couldn't do RB one in Pittsburgh. That had to do a lot with their offensive line. But I want to see Kyle Murray uh, grow. Not physically, unfortunately. Uh, but <laughs> I want him to uh, – he's actually not that – he's not that short. You know, I know he's like the meme of short quarterbacks. But he's – what when I think he's short, I think he's a mini version of Russell Wilson. So – and that's a good person to be a mini short version of. So I'm not even worried about him. He's going to grow. You got D-Hop. You got A.J. Green now. See where that goes. Uh, and, um, yeah. So moving on. To me, uh, number 18, I have the Patriots, and we have the Patriots at 18. I thought they were a little higher, but this is a compromise we got. And, um, you know, it's going to rely on these two guys right here, Cam Newton and Mac Jones and Jesus Christ, Mac Why Jones. is Mac Jesus. Jones wearing 50? You have to get the number 50? 
Like, why 50? That doesn't look good on you. Uh, he doesn't even look good as a football player. I was so high on him. But when I see him in the those shorts he was in and just like, I, I don't know. That's how I'm afraid because that's how Tom Brady appeared. Just out of shape, really. It just looks like, oh, this guy can't play football. So I'm actually scared that Mac Jones is going to come out that way. What I'm not scared of, and uh, we talked about Lucas following Keenan Allen's wife, respectively. I'm following Mac Jones, girl, and she's right here. Uh, what's her name? I just had it. Uh, Sophie Scott. Um, I'm following her disrespectfully. <laughs> I'm not even going to lie, my guy. God damn. If he's not winning off the field, he's going to have been winning. Or if he's not winning in on the field, he's going to win off the field. They've been dating since 2019. I feel like I'm TMZ right now. I got some other juicy stuff. I, I don't want to get too much of it. Uh, but if you have a girl like that on your sideline, uh, you're I already mean, a winner. <laughs> you're already a winner. So congrats to Mac Jones. But yeah, that defense too, a whole new defense, whole new offense, new players coming in. Um, it's just a lot of big question marks if all these pieces are going to work. So uh, I'm, I'm as a football fan, I'm excited to see. As a Charger fan, I hate him. I hate him to my core. But Hunter Henry's there as a Charger fan. I want him to succeed. And our boy Adrian Phillips is there already. So um, I, I think this Patriots team could uh, get more than double-digit wins. I'm not betting my hair on it. Um, I'm actually growing it out. So I'm, I'm off limits on my hair bets all year. But, uh, yeah, this Patriots team is looking pretty good. I have concerns on the offense. I will give props to the defense for looking very nice on paper right now. And uh, – I just expect a lot of these guys to just step up big. This is a Belichick defense, and and by all the um, all the sense of the word is a Belichick defense because they're gonna have all these players step up. I could just see a Kyle Vannoy returning. And I think that's gonna be big. Stephon Gilmore and um, guys like Adrian Phillips. These are just smart players, and they're gonna fit in this system, and they're all gonna gel together. I think they're gonna be nice, and that's what's really gonna carry them. I'm concerned about their offense, their playmakers. I, the one thing that's going to be interesting to see if Hunter Henry and John O. Smith, I, if those two can pose a lot of mismatches, then I think then this team will be a lot more creative and, and maybe surprise people. I really do like Josh McDaniels. I think he's that type of guy to um, figure it out. All right. So after New England at number 19, we have Green Bay. And with Green Bay, you got to think about Jordan Love and this guy, the flower, Michael Floor. <laughs> Look, two seasons in. Uh, for Michael Four, and he's gone to the NFC Championship twice. And you would think that that would spell for a happy, peaceful uh, Aaron Rodgers, but no, there's a lot of drama over there. So Jordan Love's going to be taken over, over. And look, I'm going to ask you again, just for the people, like Jordan Love, he's walking into a nice situation, right? I mean, this is a stacked offense, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams. You can't ask for much more than that if you're – uh, first-time starter at quarterback position. So do you think that there's a chance for him to be okay? I really do think so, but he is – he has been the backup for a reason. I mean, if you take a look at the articles last year, it was clear that he was not going to be challenging Aaron Rodgers for that starting spot. But now he has the reins. So what do you think about it? Uh, this This situation, you know, every time the Packers GM plays a card – Aaron Rodgers just plays a better card and they're just going back <laughs> and forth, doubling down, doubling down. And I think when the Packers double down, I don't think they, uh, they're saying we're not trading Rodgers, this and that. I think they need Rodgers more than Roger needs them. And I think they think that because Jordan Love isn't ready. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors, speculation that he wasn't really ready to begin with. But with this, if you're not ready with this just preset of players, then I have real concerns, but I'm not going to doubt the guy. I think I think he'll do great. He did good in Utah. Uh, they, I think they kind of reached for him in the draft, especially trading up. Um, but if anyone's going to succeed as a as a first time starter over the rookies that are going to start this year, I'll probably bet my money on Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, all those skilled tight end wide receivers offensive line is still it's kind of uh, but he got some legs so i mean if i'm betting on jordan love i'm just treating him as a rookie i think jordan love could outperform any other rookie this year with the preset of players he has than any other team yeah i definitely think that's a possibility and also their defense for sure is is impressive and they do um 
they do keep things close. So I, I'm really excited to see what this team could do. But they definitely earned that 19 spot with uh, all the drama there. All right, moving on to the Giants. Yes, the Giants are number – what number are we on? 20? 20, yeah. We are on number 20, and I have the Giants here. Um, a lot of people will probably question me. I had him at 13 initially, but Lucas almost had a goddamn heart attack when I said that. But I just honestly think they're going to be that good. Biggest question mark, though, I think everyone has is this guy right here. For all you guys who are listening, it's the one and only Danny Nichols. I'm calling him Danny Nichols until he earns Danny Dimes. But I got Danny Nichols here. But with those guys on offense, including this guy, Kenny Galladay, he looks really weird in the Giants uniform. But uh, Kenny Galladay... Evan Ingram of Healthy, Sterling Shepard, uh, Kadarius or Kadarius Tony, I believe that's mm-hmm. his first name. Shaquan Bark coming back, and I don't know if you've seen that video. It was all over Bleacher Report, House of Highlights. He was just like powering through some drills. His quads just get bigger and bigger. His one quad <laughs> is bigger than my whole body, and I'm six foot one eighty. Like this dude is just built different. So comeback player candidate. I'll probably pick him over Dak. Uh, Oh, that, that's a close one. But I, Daniel Jones can't fail. And this is his last year to show, like, hey, Dave Gunnelman's giving him one more goddamn chance. Be like, hey, get your shit together or we're going to move on. And this draft class uh, next next year in the quarterbacks isn't the greatest. So keep an eye on all the free agent quarterbacks might be hitting the market because the Giants is a big market, even though they haven't been doing great. But it's one of the most valuable NFL franchises it's like I think it's in the top five most viable NFL franchises. So um, their legacy is great. I think he could be great. He doesn't look great, like physically. Like I said, his face kind of scares me. He kind of looks like Eli Manning's <laughs> son. He looks like Eli Manning's illegitimate son. Like he just kind of – they kind of have a resemblance, which is really weird. But um, I'm putting some faith into that defense. That defense came out real strong last year, like fantasy, like top five fantasy in the last like – 10 games like they were like on fire Bradbury became a cornerback one he was hopping around all over the place no one wanted him and then I I seen on Madden he's like one of the best corners uh so I'm excited for this Giants team uh if the Washington football don't win the division I'm picking the Giants to win second yeah um this is a sleeper team in all sense of the word I think that the defense has pieces there for sure to make things a l- little bit more interesting. I think, like you said, though, it does all depend on what do you call him, Daniel N- Pennies N- Nichols? Yeah, that's uh, that's the huge question. I think he has the skill set though, you know, and and I think about Daniel Jones's time in New York. I think it's been chaotic. I think it's been very, uh, very not unfair, but just you know, he hasn't had the best opportunity. I think this is his best opportunity throughout his whole uh, career there so far. All right, moving on to number 21. And even though I was high on this team when we were doing the power rank or the rankings for the offenses or defenses, um, the more I learn about their offensive line, I get more concerned. And so we have the Steelers here at, what do we say? 21. And so when I think about the Steelers, I think about Adrian Clem, the offensive line coach. He has a lot cut out, a lot of work cut out for him because this offensive line uh, is falling apart right before our eyes. And we have all the skill players, um, Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, and their their new running back, Najee Harris, Juju Smith-Schuster, Eric Ebron. Besides Ben Roethlisberger, if he's going to be, you know, the question is, is he going to be okay? and play at a high level because of the way that things exploded last year. Besides him, the biggest question has to be this offensive line that is not impressive at all, falling apart. They didn't address it in the offseason. And, uh, like, how do you expect a guy like Najee Harris to deal with a running running, uh, running the ball behind this team? We just talked about James Conner having a hard time last year. So I know Najee is – everyone's really high on Najee, especially in camp. They're, some compared him to Le'Veon Bell. Like, he's – uh, the second coming of Le'Veon Bell. How are you going to operate though? Le'Veon Bell operated by having to take his time behind the line and then pick his hole. I mean, when we saw Le'Veon Bell run the ball in Pittsburgh, it was one of the best, most beautiful displays of running backs I think I've ever seen. I, he is one of my favorite runners of all time. I think just because it it just looks so good to me. And and how do you expect his uh, I guess his protege or whatever to 
capture any of that magic. So it's very concerning here, especially with the way the Steelers ended last season. I think 21 is pretty fair. Yeah. Um, well, my boss is a Steelers fan, and I told him initially I had, a, I had the Steelers at 15, and I almost got fired on the spot. He said there's not 15 teams better than them. So I can't wait to go to work tomorrow and be like, hey, there's 20 teams better than the Steelers. <laughs> Um, I love Najee Harris. Um, I'm glad he got picked there. And it's he has his work cut out for him. And I think if he does do good, he deserves the rookie of the year because the offensive line is going to be tough. Ben Roethlisberger, I don't think he even finished all 17 games. I don't think he got some in him. Uh, the wide, wide receivers are young, um, ticked, so young that they're TikTok stars. Uh, defense always stays good. TJ Watt's going to be the biggest question mark on that defense because he did great with Bud Dupree on one side. Can he do it on his own? They're, he's going to uh, need a lot of help. Their secondary is just fine. Um, but 21 is pretty fair because of all the pieces they lost. And uh, Ben Ben Roethlisberger, he got Dwayne Haskins and um, the other guy, the dented for- head guy. Mason Rudolph. Mason Rudolph. Um, there, so uh, we should just waiting. call him Dented Head. That, that's Dented good. Head, yeah. Uh, and like when when I wear a game uh, gaming headset for too long, I get a dent in my head. If you shave my head right now, I have a dent in my head. That's how much I've been playing games. But yeah, waiting to take his job. So uh, keep a lookout for those guys. Just gonna scavenge that job towards the end of the season. All right, moving on to twenty two, and um, maybe a little high for some people's taste, but we got the Carolina Panthers. And uh, their defense in the next five years is going to be top 10. I'll tell you that right now because how much they invested in defense and these players, they just need to get some veterans in there. But starting off on the offense, they did get this this dude right here, Sam Darnold. Give him a new, give him a new, new uh, place, a new – His aura, his aura. They say his aura is amazing. Yeah. I mean, that's what – you know, when Adam Gase wandering eyes around you, you know – <laughs> You don't want yeah. to be there, and I guess his mental health is better because mental health t- goes a long way. And I think he's just he's just better there. He has Roby Anderson, so he's familiar with wide receivers there. Head coaching, confident head coach. He actually have a runner back that could do both. Probably people are still drafting him first overall after his injury. Comeback player of the year candidate, McCaffrey. Uh, I keep on forgetting he's there because I didn't see him a lot last year. This dude mm-hmm. from I watched him from in Stanford kicking return uh returning kickoffs and just doing everything and he's still doing that and he's just gonna get bigger um not this way but this way uh this dude's just built different defensively your boy jc horn number eight dude he looks like a goddamn savage uh you're really high on him i didn't think the panthers were gonna get him that was insane that they got him uh but at number what at number eight number nine around there I think there were seven. I think there were seven. Yeah, around there. But that was like, I was, I that surprised all of us. We thought the car, they were going to drop all the way to the Cardinals at uh, like 20 something or, or 17 or whatever the hell they're at. But yeah, JC Horn, there's a video of him where his, his head is so leveled and he's yes. just moving his shoulders. And to a cornerback, that is perfect. So I, uh, and Jeremy Chin there, Brian Burns, so much young core. Like I said, the next five years, they're going to be back to that. Uh, Keekly type defense where no one wants to be uh, play against them. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, that one video about JC Horn, I literally was going about to bring that up because his pad level is just amazing. It's it's poetry in motion. And then, like you you just said it too, they're gonna be nice in a couple of years because all of these guys are growing. I mean, uh, Yatur Gross Mottos right now, he's not even at listed as a starter, and that was a draft pick last year. And I think that this guy has a lot of room to grow as well. And um. Everything about this team, I like as far as a sleeper. I mean, I I, I like to give teams a lot of hope. Uh, I like to always be positive. I mean, as a Chargers fan, that's all you can do, especially yeah. in the offseason. But this this team reminds me of, like, a young and upcoming team growing. And so wherever they're ranked right now, what was this, 22? I think they could be interesting, but we'll leave it at that. All right, moving on to number 23. And this might be disrespectful to Raider fans, but we do have you at 23. And when I think about the Raiders, uh, I think about their defensive roster. I think a lot of these guys need to step up big, and and that's the problem with the Raiders. They always have reaches, right? They always got reaches at whatever it was. Their draft picks was last year was Damon Arnett at cornerback, and he's not even listed as a starter. 
uh, at corner this year. And when there were other draft picks, corners that ended up playing better than him that were drafted after him. We also got people on the back end of their careers. Casey Hayward Jr. joining. We also got Gus Bradley joining. We also got Yannick Ngakwe, who didn't do too much last year. And they're still searching for their defensive end, rushing at the quarterback presence ever since they gave away Khalil Mack, and that trade is not panned out. Trevon Morig is a great pickup, though, at safety, and I like that a lot. But besides that, and uh, I, I just have a lot of questions about their reaches, and will these players be able to step up big? Alex Leatherwood, the, the so-called reach this year at tackle, I think he's he's okay. I don't think that um, it's going to be as bad as people say. The more I, I think about it, you know, it's it's not a terrible pick. He's still going to be solid and, and, you know, give good production. But besides those, I always think about – I also think about Josh Jacobs because, you know, when I, this Raiders team, Derek Carr, even though he has a high – completion percentage one of the best in the league and and he's a great teammate he he literally came to uh carl nassib and said i love you um which <laughs> i don't know Derek carr cracks me up because he he's like if i'm not a raider for the rest if i get traded i'm retiring i'm like damn this guy's ball in i don't know what they got over there yeah. you know but anywho i think the one superstar in the making that they got is josh jacobs and i think that he's the one that's going to need to carry because uh i don't believe in Derek carr at all, I think he's he's just a game manager. He's an Alex Smith type, and if you don't have a superstar type in your quarterback, I think that's just a, you know, it, it, they're just waiting to find the next superstar. You know, they're they're in transition, and I don't think a lot of people would would say that, but I think I would call it right now as far as quarterback. This is guy is just a guy who is going to stay there until they find their next star, diamond in the rough. Because with the players that they got, Josh Jacobs, Henry Rungs, uh, Darren Waller. This team should be solid already. That, give other teams that, and that's a big three right there. But anywho, Josh Jacobs is going to have to step it up big because besides that, on the, on the offensive side, I think the, everything is just neutralized with Derek Carr at the helm. Yeah, um, Derek Carr, uh, if he never broke his fibula, we were probably having a different conversation right now. He does have a high completion rate. He just never has a big receiver. He always has the speedy slot guys, you know, Places that will complement a superstar, but uh, is Henry Ruggs a superstar? Uh, Brendan Edwards, I, b- I believe, is there. Uh, God, I can't think of any other wide receivers. They there. got John Brown now and Hunter. John Renfro. Brown and Hunter Renfro. Yeah, but those are not big guys. Like Tyrell yeah. Williams was supposed to be that guy, and they paid him like sixty million. He played like six games, and now he's on the Lions, so Raiders. But uh, yeah, speaking of their defense, I was gonna put put it up, but it looked weird. Um, this is from Ngakwe. He said, Max, Cabri- Max Crosby and I are the best duo in the league. And that's his quote. And this this Charger, cause Charger, I follow a lot of Charger accounts, Bolts, uh, uh, period, Blitz with Bolts Z's, uh, said more like top 20 or more like top 32. Honestly, I Max Crosby is great. And he, he was found in the third round in Ngakwe. I mean, the only reason why we've been talking about him is because he's been moving around all this time. So uh, top, I'll give him like top 25 duo, maybe top 20 duo. That's a little of a stretch saying they're the best. But, you know, they got the confidence there. But as a Charger fan, I hate praising the Raiders, but Josh Jacobs is one of my favorite runner backs. And Darren Waller was my tight end, my fantasy uh, hero a couple years ago. And they got King Drake there, which a lot of people didn't like. But I think he's going to do a lot of catching and relief off of Derek Carr, off of Josh Jacobs. So I think that's a good thing. It's going to make Derek Carr better. Twenty, uh, I think it was twenty-three. Is um, I think that's me being generous. I probably would have had him like at twenty-four, twenty-five. But all right, moving on. Let's see who I got. Oh, I got my team. As you guys, if you guys don't know, we did a redraft and we picked different teams to root for. As we're going to root for the Chargers. And I got the Jaguars. I wanted them higher, but Lucas didn't let me. But I got uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I'm thinking about this dude himself, Jesus himself. Oh, uh, I think you skipped one. Oh, no. The- oh, 24. 24, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> Jump. I, I seen Jaguars, so I kind of jumped. Vikings, right? Yes. Am I tripping? Yeah. Yeah, okay, Vikings. I am tripping. It's truly. I have no coffee. It's the Minnesota Vikings here. And um, 
Ngakwe just came from the Minnesota Vikings. And speaking on that defense, it's just uh, – I wish they they just have so much pieces that just aren't there. A lot of new guys. It just it – just, they need to find a, a good core, and they haven't yet, really. And that's why my biggest concern is – and they're a defensive-minded team, too. And the fact that Kirk Cousins is still slinging it and uh, his – he got playmakers, I think they could be higher, but the defense is really um, – holding them back. They drafted uh Brian Turner or I I couldn't even find him on the depth chart uh in the in the their first overall draft pick or their first round draft pick and I was just like that was a bit of a stretch to be honest. But you do got uh runner up for rookie of the year, Justin Jefferson. This dude I think he's getting a little overhyped now that he's on Fortnite and just like he's just getting yeah. overhyped a little bit and the young fan base is just drip there's oh my God, I'm seeing NFL Instagram is the worst to get any kind of rankings. They're saying he's a top three wide receiver. First of all, I could name five wide receivers off the top of my head that's better than him. And they're just going off a of recency bias. Oh, my God. Like, I got to give these guys who've been doing it for a minute some credit. I mean, yeah, I get it. He had the most receiving yards as a, as a rookie. But you got to put some respect on some other guys. I think he'd do great. Adam Thielen is still there. It looks like he's becoming the wide receiver too. Dalvin Cook, who's one of my favorite runner backs, is there. And he just gets shit done. Kirk Cousins, though, is he the long-term answer? The con- contracts say he is because they're still paying him. But um, they got uh, Jalen Mills or Kalen Mills. I forgot his first name. Uh, they drafted him in the fifth, third, fourth, fifth round. I can't remember. Uh, so see his name popping up. And I'm going to keep a real close eye to him preseason because you got good wide receivers he's in good situations so once Kirk Cousins I feel like once Kirk Cousins starts talking about Kellen up, Mond I believe right? Kellen Mond not Mills my bad Mills went to the Texans I got those guys mixed up Kellen Mond uh I feel like he could take over if Kirk Cousins fucked up and that fan base hates Kirk Cousins and also loves him like they're they're so high and cold with him so uh I'm excited to see where Mod when he gets a start maybe next year or year after that and uh, this defense, I want them to step up big time. Yeah, I'll talk about their offense first before I talk about their defense, which is the reason why – their defense is the reason why they're so low. I think their offense is going to be maybe top 12 for sure. I mean, the Christian Derrissaw, uh draft pick was amazing for their offensive line to keep their offense sustainable. I mean, Dalvin Cook has to be one of the best running backs in the league, right? Top four or five at least, at the uh, very probably, least. Yeah. I mean – Dalvin, the things that he was doing last year, if the Vikings were just winning games, he would have been in the MVP conversation, not not to win it, but at least in the conversation because some of the things he was doing was incredible and keeping his team uh, alive. And and so this offense really starts with Dalvin Cook, with the respect to the running game, with his ability to catch, with his ability to just do anything in open space. That really opens things up for Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And then that's eventually what allows Kirk Cousins to keep his job. And so I think Kellen Mond is going to be on the sideline for a little bit as long as his team is healthy with those playmakers going off. And I think that's going to continue this year. The real questions or the real problems are on the defensive side, and they and they still have some pieces. I mean, I still like Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks, Patrick, Patrick Peterson at the end of his – back end of his career, but I still like him, Jeff Gladney, Daniel Hunter. But like you said, that core, they don't really have it. They don't have the core that – is sustainable enough to be a formidable opponent you know their defensive line that they have four years ago i always bring this up uh is gone and and yannick and was part of that but that's the thing pieces especially on the defensive side and defensive line uh they are all complementary to each other and if you just lose one it's a huge problem and they lost two big players among that side they also uh the chargers picked up one the defensive tackle the name is completely uh Falling out of my head. Southern Richardson? No, no, no. The Chargers have him now. It's uh, who's the defensive tackle that they have? Oh, right uh, now? um, uh, goddamn. I, uh, I pulled oh it up God. right now. It's Linval Joseph. Linval the wall. But yeah. yeah, I mean, besides that, uh, that's what really stopped offenses. You know, you stop thing, stop teams on the defensive side of the ball. Right among the the trenches, you know, at, oh, that's the beginning of everything. And, you know, that's a concern right now. All right, moving on to so number 25. And when I think about the Atlanta Falcons, I think of Arthur Smith, their new head coach. What is he going to do in Atlanta? 
I mean, it's a completely different skill set among the offense when you go from Tennessee to Atlanta. Tennessee, you had a huge run game. You had Derek the King Henry, all right? 2,000 rushing yards last year. You go from that to Mike Davis. Mike Davis, I'm going to put respect on Mike Davis's name, all right? Because he's a, I like him at a running back. Severely underrated last year. Did a great job. But he is not King Henry, and I'm not sure if the Falcons have a running attack like the Titans do. They, do they have the same offensive line skill set? Not even sure about that. The skill sets for the wide receivers, completely different. You got uh, you had Corey Davis over there at, at uh, Tennessee, and they also had Corey Davis and A.J. A. Brown. Brown. And those are two towering guys, two physical players. But you come into uh, Calvin Ridley, for sure, but it's completely different than uh, – those two players, Corey and AJ. And then Kyle Pitts at tight end. I mean, that is that should be a very interesting piece, and that should be fun. But I'm just concerned because Arthur Smith, this is a team in Atlanta that is is in disarray a little bit, needs a good direction, needs to be taught correctly, and, and, and uh, needs to be very disciplined. How much of your coaching success was because of how stacked of an offense you came from? So that's my biggest question first. Next, I'm looking at, uh, well, I brought up Calvin Ridley already, but the effect of Julio Jones, too. I mean, the fact that they only got rid of Julio Jones way after the draft, months after, into free agency, months into the offseason, I mean, that tied them down in multiple ways. That contract, they weren't even able to sign anybody in free agency, let alone even their draft picks, just because of that Julio Jones contract. And so they were completely hindered down and b- to be able to make any moves this offseason. So that all justifies the ranking at 25 for Atlanta. And, uh, you know, Arthur Smith and, this, and the guys, they have a lot cut out for them, not even to mention the defense yet. Yeah, um, I like older – I like I, – even without the departure of Julio Jones, I like Russell Gage stepping up, Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Mike Davids. I think the offense would do great. Defense, biggest question mark. All right, moving on to the team that I kind of jumped the gun with. The Jacksonville Jaguars, and we got ourselves Jesus himself. Jaguars praise this dude like he is Jesus. And, oh, my God, Florida – I don't know what to call people from Florida. Flor- Floridians? I don't know. what Floridians? Uh, yeah, these dudes are – they're wild on Twitter about this guy. And I am too. I mean, his, he's he, – I think he's going to do great. He got his runner back. He got James Robinson. And he got – I think this guy's going to have a breakout year. <laughs> Lavishka, Chanel, who were both mm. high last year as rookies, as a rookie. So I think this guy could have a big season this year. Use him everywhere. Urban Meyer's there. Tim Tebow probably there. They're gonna have him just for the the his jersey sales alone. I would sign him to a deal. You make your money back in one day with jersey <laughs> sales. So a Jacksonville Jaguar team, young defense, Rashawn Jenkins, ex Charger, uh, Josh Allen. I need I need to see some big production from these guys. That's why they're so. Uh, they're so d- low at 26. Um, but, yeah, I want them to go heavy defense next year. You got your franchise quarterback, potentially franchise runner back. You got two of them, and you got some pretty good wide receivers. Let's go hard defense next year. Uh, Duval, I'm Duval Dave, or at Jack, Jaguar Guy David on Instagram. And um, I actually like that they have a really cool fan base. Super cool. But, yeah. Duval, I do like Duval, and um, this team reminds me of the Panthers. How you describe the Panthers as far as a team that could be good in a couple of years, especially on defense, because Caleb on Chase on a guy I was high on, and C.J. Henderson, and they got Shaquille Griffin too. These are these are not scrubs, and but one thing I will say about this this team on offense, Travis Etienne, uh, these guys are young. It's like a college team almost. But rest in peace to James Robinson fantasy uh, truthers though, because Travis Etienne is probably gonna take away a lot from uh, James Robinson, a guy that we love. But I'm excited for this team as well. All right, moving on to number 27. And, damn, this is going to be interesting because I like the Denver Broncos a lot. Denver Broncos at 27, everyone likes their roster. Everyone talks about the wide receiving core as well. I mean, they say Jerry Judy is going to have a crazy year. They say he looks amazing in in training camp, and I believe it. Cortland Sutton as well. Uh, KJ Hamler. I mean, these guys are not scrubs. These guys could be almost a starter or at least a wide receiver two on any other team. And they're all together. This, they make the AFC West look really good um, almost by themselves. As far as the wide receiver position, defensive side, everyone knows how stacked they are in defense. Excuse me, especially getting Kyle Fuller 
and uh, their whole def- defensive backs, they need it, especially in that AFC West. But when I think about this team, I think about these two, Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. This is the whole reason why they're so low, because you can never reach your potential if you can't even get the ball out to these star wide receivers. And you think about running game, well, they still got Melvin Gordon, who I think we both think it was the wrong decision to keep. We should have... Th- uh, they should have kept Philip Lindsay. It's good for us. We're in the AFC West. We're Charger fans. But I think the Denver Broncos messed up there. So that's the reason why I think this team is going to be held back because Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, they're not going to be able to utilize this team to its full potential. And def- defense can only do so much. You need to be able to score and move the ball. And I don't think they can. Yeah. Biggest question mark, quarterback, who are you going to go with? Drew Locke, he was your guy a couple years ago, or are you going to give it Teddy B, who could, you know, could get it done? Defense, I think, would do fine. They're probably We could probably put them a little higher if we knew who was the starting quarterback and if we had confidence in them. I have more confidence in Teddy B. I know a couple of Bronco fans, they don't even like Drew Locke. So, yeah, it's going to be a tight race, it looks like. All right, moving on to, let me get this one right. All right, the Philadelphia Eagles at 28. Um Gotta talk about this guy, Jalen Hurts. And his last name is Hurts because he's gonna be hurting this year because I don't think I have no faith in the Eagles this I think the in this year. I think they'll be dead last in the division. And the biggest problem, um, I wish you guys could see this is mental health right here for them. Um, it's just the mental health of that team is just destroyed. I mean, I wouldn't want to play for the Eagles. If I was if I had AJ and be like, dude, get me out of Philly. First of all, the fans are crazy as hell. If you do bad one game, they want you traded. And second of all, it's just they don't treat their players great, especially quarterbacks. And like Joe Flacco's the starter, according <laughs> to Doug Peterson or whoever the hell is there. I don't know who the hell the head coach is. I can't remember his goddamn name. Um Sirianni. Sirianni, yeah. Actually, I do like that last day. It's cool. Cool as I feel like you should open up Italian deli shops, Sirani's. Uh, but I, I just have no faith in this Eagles and this even in this shit of a, a division. Uh, I still think they'll get last. Yeah, uh, they still need to address the defensive side as far as the rushing. They're one of the worst rushing te- uh, defenses out there, and so they that got already Brian, they got Kerrigan. Yeah, but you know, all the players are either too young or too old. I think one the one redeeming factor is all of the offensive linemen that they're going to get back that were just injured last year immediately. I mean, that's going to be huge for them and for Jalen Hurts and Devontae Smith. I want to see Devontae Smith. I want to see how well he could do. I'm I I want to I want to I'm a big fan. Uh so that's the one redeeming few redeeming things about <laughs> the Eagles. It's hard to find too many positives once you get down here. All yeah. right. Number 29. We got the Bengals, man. And I think about the Bengals, I think of Zach Taylor. What are you going to do, man? What are you going to do with uh, Joe Burrow? What are you going to do with Jamar Chase? Are you going to make them effective? I mean, we know Joe Burrow was out here making plays, but I feel like a lot of his highlights were just him. I feel like they were just because he was extending plays. I feel like he was making crazy throws. They don't have an offensive line. I, What are you going to do as far as protecting Joe Burrow? I mean, this man, Jamar Chase, I'll put him on the screen as well. Look look how look at that pad level. That's that's hot right there. That's sexy. But if you can't protect your guy, I I is this gonna be one of those things where I'm gonna be wrong? I'll be happy to be wrong. Where you you know, when the analyst is like, Oh, they should have took this guy, and then I was they're like completely wrong and hindsight proves them wrong and everything. I want that. I want that for this Bengals team. But besides that, they they're still lacking on defense and uh Joe besides Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, they're they're really uh pretty sad. I'll put respect on Joe Mixon too. But that's it. I mean, I think this could be the end of the road for Zach Taylor. Uh, Joe Mixon got it done a couple years ago with no offensive line. I I have faith in him. Um, Yeah, so you're going to have to have Jamal Chase and Joe Burrow have, like, the best season of their life and their very young life, one second (laughs) second season, one rookie, to outlie all these guys, including me and you, for for getting – for being on their back for not getting offensive tackle. I mean, if they have a great year, fine. You know, yeah. he'd probably be the highest sacked quarterback. I look at Andrew Luck. He got he fucking retired after a year. He took it. He took a year of getting sacked. He had the offensive line. Then he's like, you know what? I'm out. Look at Deshaun Watson. We're going to talk about him a little later. Like, damn, like, you got you got to have a quarterback. He's your franchise quarterback, dude. So, defensively they there's a lot to desire there and you don't want another andrew luck situation yeah and you want you know he already has one acl gone in his first year 
Like, God damn, dude. I want him to succeed. I hope we're both wrong because I love these guys. I'm not hoping for anyone's downfall, but yeah, I hope we're wrong. And I, I want I think Jamal Chase will still have a good year because yeah. Joe Burrow, that's his boy. He knows what he wants. So all right, who we got next? At 30, we're going to speed up here because it's nothing much to talk about, really, when it comes <laughs> to these teams. But at 30, we got the Jets. And uh, is this the guy? Is That's this a the nice guy? picture. Right yeah, there. it's a badass picture. It's Zach Wilson, number two. He chose number number two. Second overall pick. I like that. Is he the guy? Uh, every time I think of him, I think of that video. I try to get it, but I couldn't get it. Of him on draft day, and he's next to Jamal Chase and next to Devontae Smith or something. And they didn't even throw gang signs. They went like this. And peace and what's up and Zach Wilson's like um, I'm gonna call my oh, mom. I thought, that was, I thought yeah. that was Mac Jones. That was Zach Wilson. That was Zach Wilson. Yeah, he's <laughs> like I'm gonna call my mom. Like he just did not look comfortable. Like my guy, you're in New York with dudes wearing too big of a windbreaker sweaters with Tim's and New York Yankee hats. With like these guys don't play. You're gonna have to show up. I don't. I don't know. He got scored. Davis is only Rashawn. Rashawn, or not Rashawn, Denzel meme. I think they got Elijah Moore. Uh, And a guy that who I'm very fond of. This dude is just mean. Marcus May. Oh, man. He's one of my favorite safeties in the game. Rob Salah is going to do a lot with him. I think he could have a real good, even defensive player of the year type season. He's going to have to do everything on the defense. Um, But, yeah, the Jets, they're 30 for a reason. I think a lot of people will agree. I think the one question I would say about the Jets, or I would ask you, is uh, what what would be their ceiling? Because this is obviously their floor, but their offensive line, especially on the left side, is great. Mackay Beckham, Elijah Vera Tucker, and so all right, let's if let's say if Zach Wilson puts a four thousand yard season, where would where would we power rank them? Where would they be in the uh, AFC? Um, oh, um, I still they'll they'll go they'll be last in that division no matter what. No matter what. Look at the division: Patriots, yeah. Dolphins. I maybe um, they could, maybe they could Bills. squeeze at third, maybe past the Patriots, maybe. No, 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 no. no. I don't see him. Getting I like Rob Sala, um, and I, I like Marcus May as well, and we'll see. This is a team in rebuild, but I do like the direction they're going in. Uh, you can't hate on that. All right, number thirty-one. I got the Lions, and Lions so damn tough. I mean, this article right here says it all. I hope this is the correct one. If it's popping up. Michael Brockers believes Stafford is a level up from Jared Goff when, you know, Stafford got traded to the Rams, Michael Brockers. And then all of a sudden, Michael Brockers gets traded to the Lions. So he's, be- and then he's back on Jared Goff's Brock- team. Yeah. Brockers got traded to the Lions? Yes. Yeah, so- oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was a reporter. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, <laughs> you got some problems over there. Like, this that I think right there personifies this whole team as far as where they are at uh, mentally and where they want to go directionally as an organization. You got Dan Campbell being confusing sometimes, and you got Anthony Lynn and the guys switching positions of Penny Soul, who's supposed to be a generational left tackle, and all of a sudden he's playing right tackle. Um, very confused about what this team's gonna do um, as far as their offense and defense. So like you said, not too much to talk about and they are just confusing me. So 31. Yeah. I like them better than Texans. Who's 32. Uh, I think Jared Goff, I'm not writing him off. You got Tyra Williams. If he's healthy, I'm cool with that. Um, Rashad Perryman. You got some young guys there. I have a Lions uh, friend at my last job. He was Lions friend. He convinced me they're like the best team in the world. The way he was, Telling about all these players. Cephas, I think, is one of the guys he mentioned. He's keep an eye out. He said, just he still has faith. And I'm like, that's amazing. Like, because Detroit Lion fans just, I didn't know if there's any left of them. But uh, yeah, he, uh, he actually really convinced me that this team could do not as bad as everyone thinks. So uh, I'm looking for uh, Akuda to come back, bounce back strong. A lot of people forgot about him, but you can't. I first, uh, top five overall draft last year or so. All right, moving on to the last team. And the biggest question mark has to be Deshaun Watson, dude. What the hell is going to happen with Deshaun Watson? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't even want to go to a Michelle parlor ever. Like, that's, that's this dude scarred me for life. I don't know what's going to happen with him. It looks like they're going to just – I'm assuming he's going to be not in the season. So, I'm looking at this guy. Charger fans are very familiar with him. Tyrod Taylor. Uh God damn, I don't know the Texans head coach, but I, I remember as a dude, I don't even remember, like Corral, 
something like that. I was just like, oh, who is this guy? But he said he has great leadership. I don't know how credible that is. But Tyrod Taylor, I mean, he was going to be the starter for the Chargers. So um, I want Tyrod Taylor to succeed. And uh, Philip Lindsay is there too, so I like that. Brandon Cooks is still there. So, I mean, but defensively, just I don't know. And Texans overall are just like uh, anonymously uh, or like just, just a fucking – yeah, smoking me. I don't know what's going on over there. So, uh, nobody knows what's going on over there. Hope for the best for them. Yeah, thirty. They're thirty-two, and I, I'm pretty sure everyone would agree with that. I would too. <laughs> no. All right. Are you you good? I was just gonna say no argument there. Yeah. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Ranking seventeen through thirty-two. We are known as the tough or tough podcast. The ultimate football. Ultimate football. Fan football, Jesus Christ, I'm dyslexic. The Ultimate Football Fan Podcast. I was trying to like match my fingers up with that, and I'm dyslexic. My depth perception is crazy. But you, there, you guys have. You can follow us at Tough Podcast, Tough underscore Podcast, both on Instagram and Twitter. Our Charger Podcast is Tough underscore Chargers. You can follow me at Sports Guy David on all social media outlets. And Lucas, where can we find you? Yeah, follow me on Twitter at Sugarfree Lucas. If you want to follow me on Instagram, Lucas underscore Reyes. But uh, there you go. Yeah. Um. It's a whole new feel we got going here. We're for the fans. Like I said, if you guys want to be on the podcast, just literally slide in our DMs. That's our header for one of our accounts. Just do slide in our DMs straight up, and we'll get you on the podcast whenever you want. We're here for the fans, for the fans. You know, if it wasn't for fans, there would be no sports. So there you guys have it. You guys have a wonderful day. Be productive. The full moon last night was amazing. We were out there. <laughs> um, David, David's all want. into that. He's all into astrology. Yeah, it, it's lit. So, um, Love y'all. Thank you for all the support fans and um, we'll see you next week.